Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Poole. And I'm this podcast, we've hacked hundreds of entrepreneurs' hindsight to help you, the listener, with better foresight. Now, guys, if you want to know all about what we can do to help you focus on being you, head over to GetHHM.com. Keep pushing through those ups and downs that we all will have. We're still going to have amazing conversations with amazing people. Hindsight hacking boils down to amazing conversations with some amazing people. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. And today, we have a very special guest, the one, the only, Miss Ashley DeLuca. Now, for what you're going to see, you're going to see somebody with super high energy. So hopefully, Ron, Ron and I up our game just a little bit to, to my try to match Ashley. But who is Ashley, you ask? Ashley is a widely regarded go-to source for all things email marketing. At least that's how I found her. She has her own podcast called communication conversation. So we're going to learn more about that. And honestly, I found Ashley when I was following George Bryant, watching the email stuff. And she is so good at emails that even George Bryant has her write some for him when he's away. So the master of emails has his Padawan, Miss Ashley DeLuca. Ashley, at the end of the day, I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. We are excited to talk all things email and I have to drink some more coffee to match your energy. So (laughs) I'm drinking coffee. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you might hear my three-year-old in the background. I am a mother to a amazing three-year-old named Nicholas who keeps me very busy on top of just all, all things email marketing. So I do the strategy, the copy, the implementation, to really help people rebuild the relationship with their subscribers. So that way they can create relationships, revenue, and all of the good stuff when it comes to email marketing. So Ron and I were, I had this funny goal at the, at the start of, of uh, January 1st, 2021. And I'm oh, batting zero right now on it. My goal was to learn from George and, and watch some of the email stuff and then start and write a daily email for our company on January 1st. And that never happened. And it still hasn't happened. And, you know, part of it is the, the me not going through everything I need to do to learn it. But the other part of me, I think, is more the imposter syndrome, the, the fear of getting started. So what do you tell someone like me when we just haven't started it? We have this, we've been building this list this year, and we haven't done anything with it. What, what do you tell me? Slap me on the wrist. What do you, what do you got for me? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think that like, first and foremost, I think the most important thing is, is that we need to understand why, like, why are you actually having this blog when it comes to writing emails? You know, the thing about email marketing is that there is kind of the three different areas. You have the strategy side of like, well, you know, how do I know that the emails that I'm being sent out or sending out, like are reaching the right people? How does that work? And then you have the copy side of like, Oh my gosh, I'm staring at a blank email and I don't even know what to say. Like, how do you even know what to say? And then there's the tech part, which is like its whole ballgame in itself, where you're just like, oh my gosh, like now I got to figure out how to even implement this into a system that I don't even understand. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? 
So I think that most importantly, like figure out first where your block is in terms of with like, what exactly is it that you need help with to be able to move past that? And then from there, work on the next piece of that. So for an example, if you're like, okay, I have the strategy down, like, you know, I'm using my marketing strategy to figure out what I'm going to say to my people, but I'm really stuck on the copy side of things. I don't know what to say. Then you could be like, all right, Ashley, like, tell me about what I can do specifically in this area to be able to do the things. And that's where I do a lot of work with people in the DMs. And I'm like, okay, listen, like if I get you to send out an email, that is the whole goal. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. I want you to release that whole idea that it has to be completely perfect because I've made all the mistakes. Like I literally this past week, I accidentally sent out an email for myself with the wrong subject line. Doesn't even make sense. And I was like, you know what? It's totally fine. Like we're still alive. We're still breathing. People still want to talk to me about email. So we're good. (laughs) So just knowing that like you can release that perfection and just like, Focus in on figure out like that one piece of that one problem that you're like stuck with and just work on that first. Oh my gosh. I love that. We, we preach done beats perfect all the time. Yeah. However, we preach it. We may not practice that because Corey and I both run into that all the time. There's, there's a couple of graphic stuff that he wanted me to do. And I was like stressing it out. And he's like, <laughs> dude, done beats perfect. So I just have to remember that. But uh, yeah, just start yelling at me, Ron, for Dunby's. I'm gonna Dunby's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You're, you're picking up slack for for me, so you're all good, brother. All right, you talked to people about being done beats perfect, and you, you talked a little bit about strategy. I love strategy. I would love to like just get your take on strategy around email. Yes. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love strategy too. Like, yes, the copy gives me joy. The implementation gives me joy. But the strategy is so much fun because it is unique to each and every single business. But I think the most important piece for me is it always comes back to the intention. You know, a lot of times when we talk about email marketing or we think about it, we're just like, yeah, we're just going to send out the email and it's just going to be a recycled Facebook post or just the show notes for my podcast because we're just like, you know what? Like, it's good enough. It's totally fine. But the thing is, is that, you know, when we think about really the intention behind what the email is, It shouldn't necessarily just be, I just want to be able to send out content so you have something to read, or I just don't want to like actually write an email to like have more than just show notes. Like there's something that needs to be so much deeper than that. And so the main thing that I focus on is I focus on my five email types that I created, which I created basically because I realized that like the majority of the time, the intention is going to be one of these five things. You're either going to want to connect with your audience you're going to want to educate your audience. You're going to want to give them like a heads up or an FYI on something or, or wait, no, there's two more. You're you're either going to want to start a conversation with them or you're going to want to sell to them. And so really harnessing and figuring out like what is like the email going to be and what intention that's going to be. And then knowing like you can easily plan out, like this is how I plan out sequences most of the time. This is how I plan out monthly content for my clients is figuring out which one works best. There is some clients who don't do any education within their products or within their services. They just focus on the connection piece because the education is already there. Others, you know, we do need to focus on education as opposed to, you know, sometimes we throw in the FYR, the reply email to give a little bit different of a flavor to your email strategy. And then obviously the sales, we always throw in once a month because like we're a business, we have to sell. That's like the simplest way for me to be able to really kind of explain the overall strategy. Now, again, within each sequence, there should be intention on what is the goal for each of one of these and really mapping that out. But realistically speaking, it always starts at like that 5,000 foot view. And then you can harness in and go deeper into each of those buckets. 
I think that has really been part of my block is, is not, again, I think I don't get it because I've not, I haven't done my work of following all the George Bryant stuff that I know is there for me to follow, but, but not knowing the strategy, like I know once, once I start the, the writing the emails, like I'm not too worried about the copy. Like I get the dumb beats perfect, but yeah, I've, I've always been like, where do I start? And then how do I even create a sequence? Like, I mean, Ron and I, we have our profits with podcasts program that we do. And, and I'm like just now working on the email sequence for that specifically. Yeah. Right. And, but even that is like, we've been doing this for a year and I've never written the email sequence for it because of not understanding and, and really diving into what do we do for the emails in general? It's just, for whatever reason, this is weird block on the strategy of all this. And so like, I've just now started, you know, I kind of set up this, what the strategy will be for that a five email sequence. And my, like I said, a goal of next Wednesday, I'll have these five emails written to then yeah. review and see if, if they're okay or not. But ultimately, if you, you help people with that and figuring out the strategy, do you, for a strategy for an ongoing, like a company that might want to do a daily, how, how is there really outside of those five things? Like, is there really a, a universal strategy that you come up with? Or is it just, Hey, 20 emails in a month. And this is, you know, find all the buckets or, you know, what's, what's that? Sorry. Were you, if you yeah. haven't noticed, we're using our podcast to get free coaching. So, you know, thanks for being here. <laughs> just no, you questions. are good. We're very, very curious. We're very curious people. <laughs> No, you're good. Okay. So let me simplify this and this will work for everybody because like the most important thing that we can do first is get that overall view. So what I do first and foremost for my clients is I first take a look at all of the entry points. So how are people coming into your email list? And so it could be, we have this freebie, we have this podcast subscription that, you know, email subscribers get notifications for. You could have the program where they sign up for the program and then they get into their email list write down all of the entry points. And then what you can do is then you can map out all of your like goals. Like where do you really want them to go? And so usually, generally speaking, that's going to be your services or that's going to be your offerings. If you have any entry points that do not match up to getting to your goal, we need to reevaluate those entry points because we want to make sure that the ultimate goal aligns with you know you making money, you creating a community and all that really fun stuff. And then what you can do from there is then you can look at all of your entry points and figure out what sequence you need in order to link to your goal or your offering. And so generally speaking, there's usually going to be around like three main sequences for like everybody. It's going to be like your welcome sequence, which essentially the whole goal of the welcome sequence is to basically indoctrinate them into your world, create accountability for them to actually do your free or your mini paid offer and allow for them to be able to get to know, like, and trust you, right? Along the side of that. And then from there, that gives them that first dose of your offer. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see in a welcome sequence is we only do five emails. And in those five emails, a lot of times we only mention the offering once. I got to tell you, as a mom of a three-year-old, I am not, like, if you send me something once, like, there's a good chance that, like, I'm not going to remember or I'm going to put it to the side. Like, I need reminders. Like, personally, like, I need reminders. I'm just being honest. So the biggest thing you can do is to add three more emails to that, that allows for you to answer common objections, like an FAQ style email, allow you to be able to remind them of like, Hey, this is what's going on. Like, you know, and then allow for you to then transition them into either a, like an ongoing nurture sequence that you have, 
or into like your, your campaigns or broadcasts that you're sending out, regardless of the frequency. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first one. And then you have like the nurture sequence, which generally speaking, the way I've been doing them is I do them twice a week for a month. And they are a total of eight emails where I take the approach of jab, 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 right hook by Gary V in order to be able to provide value, value, value. And then you have a sales email and then value, value, value. And then you have a sales email. And so what that does is that in the welcome sequence, you have that first kind of overall touch point for the offering. You provide more value. You mention it again. You provide more value. You mention it again. And then from there, you can also, if you prefer, then you can transition them into your weekly emails. Because a lot of times, depending on where your subscribers are coming from, the relationship you have with them, you know, a lot of times we think that we send one email and it does all the work. Like realistically, if you can just get that person over to your sales page, let your sales page do the job that it's supposed to do, which is to sell your to your person. And so that's the second sequence. And then the third is going to be like fulfillment, right? Being able to fulfill, create retention, to be able to move them into another offering or to move them into something else. But that's usually like where I start. And then we add in custom sequences based off of additional needs. So it could be a list cleaning sequence. It could be a reminder sequence. It could be a renewal sequence. It could be... There's like 80,000 things, especially on the e-commerce side that we can add in. Or if you do digital products that we can also use to be able to create more revenue or more money using email marketing. Okay. So there was a ton of sequences you just talked about. So I have two questions. One, <laughs> yeah. one is it smart for a person to use more than one sequence? And how many is too many when it comes to sending emails to your list? Great question. Okay. So in terms of with sequences, I wouldn't say there's definitely, there's not too many. It, it comes back to that intention of like, what is the intention behind the sequence? Because again, coming back to like, I'm not just going to send an email to market off my to-do list. I bring it back to that as well too with sequences. Cause I've done audits for people where there have been no joke, like 50 different sequences. And what it does is it creates a ton of confusion because they also have 50 offers. So you have 50 offers with 50 sequences, with 50 entry points and all the things. And that's why I truly believe that like simplifying your business as much as possible is so incredibly important, especially on the email side. Otherwise, you are going to literally pay an arm and a leg for a copywriter or an email strategist to literally combine all of these funnels when you could just focus on like one or two to do the things. In my perfect world, I would recommend having one welcome sequence, one nurture, one fulfillment to start for your primary roadmap. So that way you can just focus on those three sequences, optimizing them, making them the best that they can be to then either like totally evergreen it with like ads eventually, or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Like, I'm not here to tell you how to market. I'm just here to like for the email side. Your second question was, what was your second question? I lost it. How many is too many? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day with the email side, what you would ideally do is you would want to keep people in that same lane. So one of the things that a lot of times I see happen is that, and I've even been on the other side of this, where I'll be in a sequence and then I'll get a monthly broadcast about something else. And then I'll get this and then that and like all the things. And so the best thing you can do is just keep somebody's blinders on. Like it's just having them focus on one specific thing. Because what ends up happening is that if like I'm in like a welcome sequence and I need to just finish the opt-in, like that is the goal actually look and view the opt-in and do the things in the opt-in. And that's what the sequence is designed to do. And I get a monthly broadcast about another free training. 
like my shiny object syndrome self is going to go over there and do that free training and then totally Nothing forget about like shiny object syndrome. I know. Right. So yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, you just want to help keep their blinders on and using um, your email marketing program. Like you can create tags to keep people in things and like all of that really fun stuff. Just so that way they just focus on that one thing. Oh, so much information. And it's like, it could only, I know you want to keep it simple, especially for those of us that haven't really started, right? Like let's focus on the three, but then, you know, you get people like me that wants to do all the things all the time with all the emails and all the sequences. And, you know, then I get overwhelmed and don't do it. So it's kind of crazy. Let's shift a little bit in the, in the conversation, because I know you, you've, and we've talked about a little bit, George Bryant, I, I think he's a master with emails, but you've been part of his mastermind now for going on a year, but you've even written emails for him to his audience. Obviously it was still signed your name, but he trusts you enough with his people to do that. Like that is serious because email is the lifeblood of his business, at least mm-hmm. that one. And he trusts you. It, like to, to me, that's like the ultimate, you know, kudos and just like, just if there's a trophy, like the top winner, like that's the trophy. And it's pretty amazing. So tell us about like your, your time over the last year and how did you garner that, that trust from George and, and, and really, you know, what it's done for your life? Yeah. Okay. So in terms of like garnering trust, I think the number one thing, and like, this is a probably a question better suited for George, but I honestly just focus on being myself, very authentic and transparent about where I'm at, what my goals are, what I'm doing, my heart, how I want to surf. Like, you know, for me, it's always been, you know, for business, it's always been more so of a game of like, how, how can I like really just become real to people? You know, it's super easy and like, especially in the online space to just like hide behind, you know, the cute social media posts or the highlight reel and all the things. And I've always just been like, listen, this is where I'm at. You know, there was a point within my business. This was like late, early last year before I had joined the mastermind. And, you know, we were just talking. I'm like, listen, dude, like, I can't do this. Like, I I would be choosing either between, you know, going through the process of, you know, getting groceries for my family or paying for this program. And I got to get the groceries. Like, I have a baby. Like, I, I just, I just can't. And, you know, that's very real to me. Like, that's a very real, you know, experience and thing that I went through. And I think the coolest part about, you know, going through that process of like earlier that year, staying in his world, I literally like listened to his podcast. I implemented what was in the podcast. I, you know, it was part of his free Facebook group that he had at the time. And I just literally was just like, you know what? Like I'm here to be committed. Like I'm going to do the work. And so we just kept in contact. We kept in contact and like, you know, we bonded very much so over email because like, that's, that's our jam. Like we both love email. And there was just, Honestly, this is one of the things I told him. I was like, I have never met another human who understood email the same way that I do because I have a very non-transactional brain. I am very relationship driven. And it was just like a really perfect match between our different kind of like style and how we approach it and what we view. And so with joining as mastermind, this was last October. And now we're like, gosh, it's like been a year, which is totally crazy. You know, one of the things I was sharing before we even hit record was just how like different of an individual I am, you know, from starting that mastermind to where I am now. One of the biggest things that I struggled with personally is just owning my power and owning my voice and owning like, no, like I am really good at email. Like this is my jam. This is what I do. Because a lot of times I would look at George and I'd be like, well, George is the master of email. Like there's no room up at the top for me. Like 
And, you know, being able to cultivate a community and being able to be like, no, listen, like there is room up at the top for you. Like you have your own style, you have your own personality, you have your own viewpoint. Like if we were to sit like side by side, like, yeah, we're going to say a lot of the same things. It's going to come out differently. It's going to be voiced differently. Like mine's going to have avocados and his is going to have pink sneakers. And I think that's like the coolest part of that is like when you can find somebody who is willing to share up at the top with you and like is helping you climb that mountain. And like actually physically help you climb out because we went on a hike this year in Utah and I really thought I was going to die. And he was like, no, you can keep doing it. It's going to be totally fine. We're actually going on a hike next week. And I'm like, oh, but it's all good. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Right. And that's, that's what it is for me too. That's awesome. And I love that you talked about owning your superpower. Cause I think that's, that's where people get stuck in my opinion, yeah. here, where it becomes something that's easy for you. So you assume it's easy for everybody because it's easy for you and it's just not. And that's, that's your superpower. That's what you, that's how you move forward. That's how you can impact other people. How did you realize you needed to take hold of that and run? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah. did, did he tell you it? Did you just say, no, this is my jam. Like, like walk me through that. Okay. So I would say it was definitely an evolution process. I would say like the life-changing moment for me was back in April when we were at our first mastermind event in Montana. And, you know, one of the exercises that we did is we really kind of mapped out our vision and our goals and like where it is that like our biggest fears and like, what are we afraid of? Like all of the things. And as I was like sitting there explaining like where I was at and like my mission and like my vision of what I wanted to do, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to write a book. Like I want to be able to Fun a sea turtle hospital. I want to be able to open a hospital. Like my brother, Joey, he, I have two brothers with special needs and they're very dear to my heart. And, you know, I want to do stuff within that community. Like I was just like, like spilling out all the things. And I was like, but the biggest number one thing that holds me back is just the simple fact that like, I just don't feel like there's enough like belief in myself that like I can do this. And on top of that, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like, I just, I just don't know. Like, you know, it seems so big. Like, I don't even know how to connect this with email. Like, you know, because the biggest thing that we try to do in our brain is we try to make the roadmap of like, okay, we're going to like, I mean, this may just be me, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do step one. And then step two is going to happen. And then step three. And he was just like, dude, you have to like own it. Like you have to own the fact that like, listen, no matter what anybody else says, because that was another thing. I was so afraid what other people were going to say about owning these big visions and these big dreams and like going after it. And, you know, because all of my life, like I was told that you know, by like peers that like, I would never make it. I would never be able to do the things. And like, I was always put down for being so different with a different family, like culture essentially. And so, you know, I was always, and he, like, I literally had to, basically the the whole idea and concept was like Hulk smashing. And the idea of like, listen, like you can say whatever you want to say. Like you can say that I'm not good at email, but listen, like I got like a 47% open rate over here. And like being able to like come back to that. And I just honestly felt after that experience and then speaking on stage at the event later that week to the public audience, I was like, no, like, this is it. Like, this is literally what I was designed and made to do. It was a combination of like that mindset work, obviously of like, no, like, no, like, but then also too, it was a combination of actually putting it into action. And right now, like I'm actually in the process of writing a book called Own Your Table about email marketing, um, which ended up happening at the event as well too. And so it's one of those things where like, it's just a combination, but it was just like all leading up to that of like prepping me and like getting me there. And then I was just like, no, we're going to like Hawks Matt, like, we're just going to do it. Like, this is what it's going to be about. Oh, so good. So good. 
it's so funny, you know, just thinking about it, you know, obviously the show, we talk about hindsight, we get your hindsight to allow our listeners better foresight. And so you, you've kind of had this, this mo or this conversation so far today about learning and taking action. And then obviously, you know, some confidence comes along with that. And so in regards to, to your hindsight about the, you know, let's just say like the last 18 months, the last 12 months, you know, what's, What's that number one thing that has really kept you on that path of learning, taking action? And, and really, because there's so many people and, and Ron and I, we're, like, we're so many good things from a podcast perspective. You never hear the, the us not learning and taking action like the, that's podcasting. That's our, our jam. That's our comfort zone. And that's where anything podcasting related, that's where we're always tuned to taking action. But then you know, when it comes to the other pieces, sometimes we we slack like a webinar or uh, email marketing or whatever it might be. What's that one piece of advice that you just really took for yourself and you owned it that you could share? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. There's a lot of things, you know, obviously, you know, when you're going through it. I think for me, it really comes back to my why. And this is probably, you know, I I just am so deeply rooted into what it is that I want to accomplish and what it is that I want to do. Some of it has paid off, you know, and it pays off every day with me being able to work with my son at home with me. Like that's a daily payoff that I'm able to spend time with him and he can be part of the business and part of my life. But then also too, I think, you know, for me, what really just keeps me going and like keep moving and keeping action is all the things is. One, the community, like the community of the sport of the mastermind group that I'm in, but then also to like the community that I've curated as well. Like, and having people reach out to me like, oh, I watched this video from like, you know, blah, blah, blah on your podcast or, you know, over on your YouTube channel, which I do not recommend checking out my YouTube videos because they are awful. Like the quality is terrible, but you know, it's just one of those things where like, and they have an aha moment and they're like, yeah, so I did that. And then this is what created, and this is what happened, which then resulted in me having a date night with my spouse or being able to buy extra movie tickets for my kids or whatever that may be. And for me, that's what it's all about. Like that is literally like the cream of like why I'm here, why I'm doing the things, why I show up, why I go through this process, because I just want people to find success in email marketing as a tool and being able to communicate their gifts that way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know Corey asked about hindsight, which is the show. I want to talk about something that you're working on now that maybe people can get involved with you. What do you got going on right now? Oh my gosh. We have like all the things going on, I feel like. But yeah. So I would say the the biggest thing right now is I have a mini course that I have been working on producing that is specifically designed around my top five emails. And one of the biggest things that I found is that, you know, I can tell you the email types all day, every day. But a lot of times, like and I'm the same way. I'm like, can you give me an example of what in the world an FYI or a reply or a conversational or like how do you even sell looks like? And so what I did is I put together this mini course for you to be able to walk you through the five email types while allowing you to be able to see a video example of me explaining literally each, basically almost each sentence of like, why is this important? Why is this context important? And really just giving you the understanding so that way you can literally take those and they're not copy and pasteable, but they are very much so knowledge driven. So that way you can take that information and then implement them on your own as well. And you can find that over on my website at ashleykdeluca.com. Awesome. And so you, you've you got the mini course and that's the a good entry point. I assume you've got, I, I assume you work with you know clients directly. Do, do you write the stuff or do you just, 
help them with the strategy and let them write the copy and then you tweak it or how's how's that process work? Yeah. So I do everything within the strategy, the copy and the implementation. So regardless, if you already have some emails written and you want them implemented into a system, or if you just want to come in for, you know, copy or the strategy, usually those go together. But regardless, I work in all three of those capacities to be able to meet. One of the biggest things for me is I was like, yeah, I could like specialize in one of those things. But at the end of the day, like everybody comes in with a different skill set that they already have. And I wanted to be able to match that on both sides for everybody. So good. And and in one last plug, I wanted to, we have, we've talked about you being a podcaster, a smidge, but let's talk about that show because I love talking podcasts. So the communication conversation, and I think you've got roughly 80 to 90 episodes or so already out there and you've been doing it now for a couple of years. So tell us, just tell the audience, like what is like email is is one of the main places that people can go publish, but you're utilizing a second platform to publish. So tell us, like, what's your been your podcasting experience? What do you love uh, about it and all that? Yeah. Okay. So originally I sat down and I was debating about, should I do YouTube or should I do a podcast? And so I originally was like, mm, I'll go do YouTube. Because at the time, a couple of years ago, that was like a little bit more popular. And so I ended up doing YouTube and was so frustrated with getting my camera to focus. And then like with the baby and all the things, I was like, forget it. I just want a podcast. So that way, if I like want to wear my pajamas with hair rollers, I don't have hair rollers, but you know, like if I just want to like hang out and talk to people and that's really what I wanted to do, I was like, we're just going to go podcast. So when I originally started my podcast, it's, it's gone through a couple name changes, not going to lie. As I figured out kind of who I am, what I'm doing and all the things. But now what I'm really focusing on is just giving you guys very tangible and actionable advice around email marketing. You know, we do go into like communication principles, which are also really important for you to understand how to better communicate using email marketing. But the huge kind of like big thing is definitely like the email marketing strategy and how to really build relationships within that retro kind of area. So yeah, that's what it's all about. I absolutely freaking love it. And we're going to be hitting a hundred episodes at the end of this year. And I feel like it's taken me forever. I've been more consistent and I highly recommend consistency on the podcast side as well too, just like with the email, because it does go hand in hand. Absolutely. We know all about consistency on the podcast. So that is true. Oh my gosh. I've had a blast learning about emails. I have a ton of notes. Not that we use this for coaching whatsoever. (laughs) Just saying I took a lot of notes. So I am super excited. I'm thankful that you took your time today to meet with us and come on our show. I know people out there are listening and they're like, I need to get with Ashley. What is the best way for them to connect with you? Totally. Yeah. We'll definitely pop on over to Instagram. That's usually where I like to share like the behind the scenes. You'll get to see Nick and just all, just all the craziness of Ashley DeLuca's life. So you can find me over there at Ashley K DeLuca and you'll be able to find like my website and all of that amazingness over there as well too. Nice. Perfect. Ashley, you're amazing guest. You're, I love your energy. Love your smile. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Definitely. We're going to have to do this again soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Ashley. Oh, man, Ron, that was a lot of fun. Ashley is a ball of energy. I love when we have people like that on our show because it just gets me hyped up. But before we go, before we let everybody go, we got to share a couple of the, the takeaways. Absolutely. All right. Be intentional. Mm, Everything yeah. you do, be intentional. Don't just start slamming things out there. Have a strategy behind it. Be intentional. The other one is own your superpower. Be you. Just be you. It's good enough. 
Yeah, there, I, there's so many that like you, you, I know you took a lot of notes. I took a lot of notes. And, you know, from a, a technical side, from a technical side, I get, I personally, I get hung, hung up on this thing because I've never really figured out what the strategy is for email for our company, right? Like it's, that's been my block, but, and, and I know we sell this for our podcast. It's like, it's just keep it simple, right? Like figure out how to keep it simple Focus on three kind of sequences to start. Master those. Uh, so your welcome sequence, your nurture sequence, and your fulfillment. Master those three, and then worry about the rest. Right? And we tell people this stuff all the time with podcasts. All the time. It. And and so I don't know why I have a hard time with it, but as a good reminder, and I think a good kick in the pants for me to to get my head around the strategy for some emails because we are slacking there and we shouldn't be, we don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anymore on the slacking part. So Ashley, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for giving me a little kick in the pants to get going and everyone out there. Appreciate you listening. Bye guys. Have a good day. Did you know that Hindsight Hacking Media Agency, we do all things podcasts from launch. If you're already doing 10,000 downloads in a week, we handle everything. All you have to do, record it and forget it. Guys, if you're launching a podcast, get with these guys. I could not honestly hit the charts without them. I'm not getting paid for this, but working with both of you, the professionalism and the system that you guys had to launch the podcast, you guys killed it. We want to help the impactors create an impact by just letting you be you and not worry about all this other crazy stuff. Connect with us. All the links will be in the show notes. See you next time. Go create an impact.